Good morning, church. Good morning. Whoa. You might have Dennis Kozlov overdose today. Sorry. Okay, a few, few announcements. I'm not preaching today. I have a few announcements, a couple of announcements. Micro sermon. Micro is the key word. And then Neil Haney, our uh, most excellent bishop, will come and entertain you. All right. So the first one, the song, the last song that we did. By the way, how many of you enjoyed worship today? Wonderful. Oh, yeah. So... We are in like, yeah, I'm not going to go there. But I, w- I was going to say, even if I fail to do a good sermon or Neil fails, at least we have a good worship, right? So the last song that Wes did, do you know who wrote this song? Wes Haney did, that's right. This song was birthed right here in this place by our, one of our own people. So if you want to download it and listen to it in your car, you can find it on all streaming platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Whatever exists, his song is there. Just type Wes Haney. The song is called Anchor. And by the way, if I would ever make a tattoo, which I don't think I will, but if I would, it would have an anchor in it because it's a great symbol of God's hope. Uh, Another announcement is we have another worship night. We call them Revive Night. On February 26, 7 p.m. right here, Saturday, we'll have an hour of worship. There'll be no message, no sermon. There might be moments of ministry, words of knowledge, prayer for healing, prophetic word. That might happen. But we are not planning to do the full masses. It's just going to be a session of worshiping God, adoring Jesus, and receiving the Spirit of God moving in this place. All right? So please come. Please enjoy. And... Here's the final thing that Neil wanted me to talk about, and I begin to get suspicious about it, because every time something is not done in time, or money is short, Russians are sent. (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I begin to get suspicious of Neil. So he wants me to talk to you about money. We don't talk about money often in this church, but you know, the Bible does talk about money, and so shall we. So I want to read you a little scripture today. Apostle Paul, see already indignation. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy indignation. <clears throat> apostle Paul, uh, an apostle of grace, an apostle of the gospel, an apostle obsessed with the message of Jesus and God's love, yet on the other hand is very practical. And when he speaks about money, he's both spiritual and he's both practical. I'm going to read to you uh, one passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And Paul here speaks of money. Say with me, money. You know, it's an important part of your life. So Paul says, beginning from verse 1, chapter 9, There is no need for me to write to you about this service to the Lord's people. He calls financial offering a service to the Lord's people. For I know your eagerness to help. And I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians in other church. Telling, telling them that since last year in Achaia, you were ready to give. And your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. So it's contagious. But I'm sending the brothers in order that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove hollow. But that you may be ready, as I said you would be. For if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared. Are you guys prepared <laughs> to give? Unprepared. We, not to say anything about you, would be ashamed of having been so confident. And here comes the key verses. Here's the Paul, Paul's view on money. 
it's very important that you would have a biblical develop a biblical view on money you would have a virtue you know I, I look at you I don't know how many people are here but some of you pray a lot some of you don't pray at all and it's not a blame it's just the reality some of you worship some of you don't some of you give some of you don't this is one of the things that doesn't come in your life automatically it has to be nurtured it has to be decision based it has to be your personal decision to comply your life with the light of the word of God so he says I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you had promised so a year prior to that they discussed financial matters they made some decisions and the year passed by and you know out of sight out of mind and it fades away and enthusiasm is curbed and for some reason there's not so much generosity anymore so Paul reminds them and he says I'm gonna make a special arrangement so that we actually follow up on the plan we made before the face of the Lord so he says then it will be ready as a generous gift not as a grudgingly given I've been to so many churches when before a message a guy comes like I do now and every single time they do another message on the money so to stir you up I don't want us to be like that I don't want us to be to have to stir you up to prayer to have to stir you up to financial giving I want us to be conscious what God is what he does and to make decisions in life and follow up and follow through on those decisions so he says remember this whoever sows sparingly Paul speaks about money he says whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously Paul compares financial blessings that come to your life with seeds he calls money both he calls them seed that is good for your food to sustain you and your family and your close ones but also he says you can eat it all or you can set apart portion of it to use as a seed I didn't come up with this prosperity gospel preachers didn't come up with this Paul came up with this so blame him if you don't like it so Paul compares listen to that remember this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously each of you should give listen it's a key word what you have decided that's a decision that you make I can make it for you I can try to manipulate you into making giving some money now I don't want to do that I want you to take this matter before the Lord engage the Lord discuss it with him and make a decision so each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver God loves everyone but a cheerful giver get to experience that love can I give a testimony quick one my wife came to me few months ago and she said I have a desire to bless a particular preacher in Russia because he preaches the gospel and it blesses so many people I have this desire to send some money to them just to bless their family and she runs my money basically so I said can we afford it she said I think we can I said go ahead and I'm not going to tell you the amount that was significant for us well, I don't think we ever given so much so I said yeah let's go ahead 
She shoots the wire through the bank. The next morning, she gets an email. Her school, she's a student right now, her school lets her know that she won the grant for $1,000 immediately. Like, and that's not all. Uh, my company that I currently work for has hundreds of people. They had a raffle for three people out of like, let's say 500. Three. $2,500 voucher for vacation expenses. Planes, trains, automobiles. No, no, not that. <laughs> no. Guess whose name was there? Like, is, is that a, like, I can't do those things. I can't make those things happen. I get to experience the love of God to a cheerful giver. I'm not boasting. I'm boasting about the Lord. So listen, I don't want you to put it under the carpet, put it on the back burner. I want you to, that's why I'm bringing it to your face now. Make a decision. Make a decision to set apart part of your money as a seed. And one of the great opportunities is this one. Last year, some of us made a decision to pledge for a year to give like $50 a month, $100 a month to, to the... Uh, building fund that we do we did a great renovation for kids wing we're going to build a uh what, how do you call it a playground we we did a wonderful cafe who enjoys the cafe just the smell of it is worth it well anyway i want you to be biblical in your money i don't want you oh no i need to finish reading this scripture because at the end it says now he who supplies seed god supplies seed to every one of you None of you can claim that you have no money. You have some money. Come on. Who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. So he calls financial blessing you receive from God. They're both. They're food that you can eat and they're seed that you can sow. You get to decide what you're going to eat and what you're going to sow. But none other than you should decide that. You can eat it all. But listen what's going to happen if you sow instead of eating it all. He said he will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion you want that so many people want to be generous they can they they live in so many debts and they they can barely have their ends meet god wants you to have enough to cover all of your needs and to have more than enough to cover to cover other needs you want to be that i want to be that so that's God's promise to those who begin to sow. He will be enriched in every way so that he, you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. God's promise is this. If you sow your finances into God's work, into the need of God's people, God will supply you with more seed so that it's easier for you to be a cheerful giver. So... Again, I'm having a little deja vu on the video. This blue card, where can we find it, Neil? It's in the back in front of you. My family, we decided last year we're going to pledge for one year. So we pledged and we gave for an entire year. We're going to renew it. Some of you have pledged last year. We want you to consider renewing it. And those who have never given to that, consider giving it to it. Make it your decision, please. We, we, we need some more people, right, to sign up to be able to, to be... So we're, we've been $500 a month short of the payment. So we are in a little bit of red. We need to be in black, right? So make it happen. Make this church to be in black so that we can worship. 
we can preach the gospel. We can bring over the guests, do the conferences, do the trainings, see people delivered from, from oppression of sin and uh, anything else.